Hello? Hello? Who's this? Hi, this is Bishop. Stryker, is that you? Yeah, of course it's me. Are you on your way? <laughs> yes, I'm one minute away. Oh, one minute away. Okay. Um, just so you know, I have all sorts of treats here. If you want to go into the refrigerator, you can. I can make you a coffee. So when you get here, you just tell me whatever you want. Oh my gosh, the coffee. The coffee is going to be the first stop. Okay. Um, I will see you in just a couple minutes. I'm excited to see you. (laughs) All right, bye. Bye -bye. Your name is Stryker? Yes, it is. That's fire. (laughs) Wow. I love sandwiches. It's called tuna on toast. I spit. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, welcome to another episode of Tuna on Toast, brought to you by Hammer Toyota here in Southern California, out there in Mission Hills. Man, do I appreciate them. I am grateful for them, not only during this time of year, but throughout the entire year. One of the many things I love about them, not once have they said to me, Stryker, uh, when you do your intro, make sure to let people know that they can get a particular Toyota for this much money. They ne- they're just like, hey, just let folks know they can come out anytime they want and we're going to take care of them. I've been working with them for, I guess it's like nine years now, seven total cars from Hammer Toyota. They'll treat you like a rock star and they support me and this podcast, H-A-M-E-R, Hammer Toyota. Com. All right, the great Bishop Briggs is going to join me in just a second. Actually, we already hung out together. We did it at home in Los Angeles. I am sitting right now in Palm Springs in a condo, in a kitchen, sitting at the bar. I have the portable mic. I hear that it's a little bit echoey, but here's the thing with podcasts for me, and maybe it's the same for you. If the sound is terrible, I will turn the podcast off in six seconds. If the sound is okay, even if there's an echo, and it's good content, I'm going to hunker down and I'm going to listen. You get the good microphones with Bishop Briggs and I. Right now for the intro, it is a little bit echoey, but podcasts rule so much. I don't have to be in an office building. I can take this freaking show on the road and we can do it from anywhere. Thanksgiving was pretty interesting for me this year. First of all, it was Katie, my wife, and I, and our 15-year-old dog in Palm Springs. I took on a role for Thanksgiving that I had never taken on before. I was in charge of gathering all the food, gathering, uh, sorry, going to supermarkets and getting everything that we needed. So I went to four total stores, four different supermarkets to get a ton of vegetables. I also got, again, there's only two of us, four packages of King Hawaiian rolls, those really soft rolls. Of course, I bought Twizzlers. I also bought two pies. I do not like pie that much, but I thought, hey, I'm sitting here at, I think it was Bristol Farms. They have a, a half a pie. It's blueberry pie. I do love blueberries. And then I bought a half an apple pie. Well, when I got home and I looked a little bit closer at the pie, and here's the pie right here in the package as I sit here uh, in Palm Springs, it's Marion Berry pie. I don't even know what the hell Marion Berry is. So again, my job was to get all the food. Oh, there's, oh, here's another thing. My wife suggested that she make, because I love macaroni and cheese. Who doesn't? She does as well. She was going to make macaroni and cheese and maybe some sort of corn. I said, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm going to call up Mastro's, the uh, steak restaurant, very nice restaurant, and I'm just going to buy mac and cheese and corn from them. She's like, what do you mean you're going to just get? I'm like, listen, let me try this. And if we don't like this process, we'll never do it again. I am a freaking genius. I picked up the mac and cheese and the corn. Katie, who's a, she says that she may not be a great cook. She made the best stuffing and this vegetable pizza. pizza and then I brought in from Mastro's the macaroni and cheese. You're never going to make a macaroni and cheese better than most restaurants. And then the cream corn. We mixed it all together. It was one of the greatest meals ever. And now all I've been doing... Since Thursday, and as I am recording this intro, it is late Sunday afternoon, all I have been doing is eating the food that Katie made and that I picked up from Mastro's Restaurant, who should be a sponsor on this show now. And you know what I am now? I'm the puffiest I've ever been in my life. I'm like the puffy marshmallow man in the first Ghostbusters. That's me, Stryker the Puffy. But overall, it was a great Thanksgiving 
Don't feel pressure. Like, why get in your kitchen all day long to make certain foods that will never be as good as the ones you could get from a restaurant? And when I added up some of the price to buy all the stuff, I'm like, yeah, it was like $3 more than it would have been. So we had a good Thanksgiving, and I hope you did as well. All right, let's get to Bishop Briggs. She is powerful on stage and off. She is strong. She is smart. Bishop Briggs has the song River Like a River, uh, White Flag, High Low, The Way I Do, Champion of a Champion, and she does Wild Horses. And this episode easily has the most highs in it emotionally and lows. There's tears in this chat with Bishop Briggs, and there's also peak happiness for a variety of reasons. I do want to let you know you're going to hear the name Kate. Uh, towards the beginning of the interview and throughout. Kate uh, is Bishop Briggs' sister. Kate passed away at 30 years old this past January 2021. She was only 30. She was Bishop Briggs' manager. She was also her best friend. And I got to know Kate, and she was such a wonderful person. She was diagnosed with ovarian cancer in 2020 and lost her battle in January 2021. This interview, this hangout is really, as I said, is an emotional roller coaster. And Bishop Briggs, she is so easy to root for her. From the first millisecond that I started to get to know her story, many, many, many years ago, I was like, yep, okay, I'm in. Listen to this voice, listen to this songwriting. I knew some of the story then, and she is just, she is a talent. And while she's been doing this, what is it, like four or five years now in the public eye? I feel like she's not even remotely close to hitting her peak. She's fantastic. So let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, here she is. Please welcome to the Tuna Unto studio, Bishop Briggs. Test, test, test. Wow. Yeah, that's my Church of Scars sweatshirt that you sent me, which I wear all the time. Really? Yeah. I remember it came out April 20th of 2018. Oh, my gosh. That's right? crazy. I feel like we have so much to discuss. We do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you ready? Okay, here we go. I am so excited that our guest today is here at my house. She is unbelievably powerful on stage and off. She is so creative, and she's cool, and she's smart, and she's Bishop Briggs. Hello. Oh my God. I mean, I know we just started, but I feel like I have a tear in my eye already. Thank you for that. It's true. That was very It's true. The first time I, it was similar to 21 Pilots when I first heard your voice. I didn't know what they looked like. I didn't know their story. I didn't know where they came from. And then of course I do this little deep dive on them. I'm like, oh my God, look at these two guys from Ohio. Yes. And then when I first heard Bishop Briggs, it what is this voice? Who is this person? Where oh is she Oh my gosh. From? And then to oh. find out that this powerful voice and powerful lyricist is this person who is also super strong and also cool off stage. Oh, to, thank you. You welcome. know, that is like, you know, you bringing out 21 pilots in any capacity is very exciting <laughs> for me. But thank you for saying that. That of is course. that is a very big compliment coming from you. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So we are sitting here. We're about um, a week away from... Thanksgiving, yes. but this episode will be released just after Thanksgiving. It has been an unbelievable two years for the world and a crazy two years for you. But going into next year, creatively, do you have a plan yet? Do you know what you're up to? I do. You, can you share any of that? Yes. Okay. I mean, I right now I'm I'm really trying to assemble a team where it helps me basically like execute some of my biggest dreams. And uh, yeah, and so with next year, I really hope that I get to release new music. I mean, I don't hope. I'm going to release new music. Um, and uh, I do have an album that is done. Oh, wow. Uh, but at the same time, I'm always writing. So there are always going to be a few additions, you know, a few tracks that I maybe add in. Um, but I'm really excited Excited for that. Um, and are you working with Zach Servini? Oh, yes. You are. Oh, this I young love him. guy, so talented. What a producer. So incredible. And I think there is something to say about people that really have heart in their job 
Um, and I think because, and you know this too, it's like, because we do something that is creatively fulfilling, um, you just presume that your heart is in it. And, um, and I really think that is a gift if your heart is in it. And I feel that with Zach, I feel that there is, um, uh, there is so much heart and soul, um, you know, with, with what he does. How much trust does there have to be between songwriter who is also the performer collaborating with let's just say a producer Mm -hmm. and you almost you have to be with this person and communicate all the time until this till your all your thoughts and your trepidation everything is released to the world so it's you and this other person yeah i i mean i think there was a difference in my heartache before this year you know i feel like there was, um, it was almost something manageable that I could um, dissect and comprehend. Uh, and then after this year um, with my sister, I was like, this is an uncontrollable pain that I have never had or, you know, experienced. Right, and so I right. think that level of trust, um, and it's really difficult to write about. You know, I don't think... Um, I will write many songs about it, um, but the songs that I have written about it, um, it's just, it's a painful and raw experience. Yeah. I would think you, the person who is going to write these songs and put them out, and that's going to be you, you know, you lost your sister, Kate, who I loved. I didn't just meet her. Yes. I got to have real conversations with her. Yes. But it takes a lot of guts, and I commend you for not only putting a pen to paper or a voice memo, and then going in the booth and actually doing it. What did that do to you in the moment, like when you're in the booth? Ooh. Did it affect you? Yes. Okay. I mean, I I will say, and that's part of like, you know, when I talk about putting a team together, like as you know, Kate was my right hand. Yeah. Yes. And so um, so I, I think finding people that have, you know, I, I have an understanding that no one will compare, of course, but having people that I know Kate would feel proud of me being surrounded with and would feel um, excited about um, how they execute it or whatever. Um, But I will say the recording process, um, I have, I feel like when I have gone in before, whether I wanted to admit it or not, there has been a layer of, like with heartache, there's been a layer of the fact that I've dissected it so much. And I've really, I've really gone deep into like what went wrong, what I could have done better. I've done all the things. Right. And then I go in, you know, and I'm like, here I am raw and expressing myself, but it's a different type of raw because I really have, again, very subconsciously, but I've analyzed it so much to the point where it's led almost purposefully to heartache, you know, right. that, yes. that has been a, it's, it's sort of been in my control almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with this, if it was in my control, you know, she would still be here. And I think that has been the biggest, I feel like every year of life that I have, I learn that I'm not in control. And for me to think that I am is very foolish, mm. you know? And yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, I think when I go into the studio and, you know, I'm recording, uh, music that involves anything to do with these past, this past year, oh my gosh. it's, it's uncontrollable. Yeah. yeah. And maybe while the heart is broken in a zillion pieces yes. from a relationship, it's a different kind of a million zillion pieces when it's the loss of your sister yes. and when you're singing about her. I don't know if you see a light at the end of your emotional tunnel where maybe right. in a breakup, it's like, yeah, I'll be over this. I, I hurt now, but I don't know if I'm going to get over it. How am I going to get over this? Yes. And, and I think I, you know, and I, I'm going to try and not cry, but I, you know, I, I truly have, and, and it's, it's still stands, you know, I have never loved someone as much as I love her. And so I think there was exactly what you're saying. No relationship could ever compare to that, you know? And I think we always talked about how we were, um, like in a weird way, like way more best friends and like soulmates and twins than we were 
siblings because right. I hear about certain siblings and I'm like, oh gosh, like, you know, like they're not really close, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so- That's more common than you think. Yes, yes, which is why I, I did feel like, although I had a community of people that I really feel like, uh, including you, um, who supported me during that time, it was, I think it will always be isolating, but it was also isolating because of people, the community groups that are out there, there's a different relationship with their siblings. And and generally it's it's layered um, for tons of different reasons when that loss happens. Um, so I will say I have found a lot of comfort in um, support groups that are for twins. Right. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> we were sort of raised that way too. It yeah. was, um, but official, everyone knows you guys are not twins. She's an older sister. Yes. And again, if you're Two new, years older. Right? Yeah. If you're new to learning about Bishop Briggs, she was... Your manager. Yes. And as you said, your best friend, your yes. sister. Nobody rooted for you more yes. than your sister. Yes. And sometimes with siblings, there is jealousy. Happens with best friends. There was none. Yeah. She rooted for you. Yeah. And can I just share something really cool that I share with Kate? What oh happened God. at one of your performances? Oh, my God. This I'm, was I'm in really a... I'm going to cry. No, oh, no. I no, don't no, no. In a, good, in a good way. Okay. Like, it, 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 all I want is to hear stories about her. It, you know, it's... Okay. So you were performing and it was an intimate show and her and I were standing next to each other, probably about 20 feet from the stage off to the side. And she was smiling so much and the light was glistening. She had really beautiful eyes glistening off her eyes. Mm -hmm. And without her saying it, she was like screaming, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. And I was right there next to her. And I remember after you perform one of the songs, when I get excited, I sometimes like, oh my God. I like, it's always like hitting her arm like this. Like, oh, oh my God, look how good this oh. is. So I'm Thank sorry, you. sorry. No, no, sorry. no, no. Thank you yeah. for saying that. <sighs> yeah. And I, I think that's what's been interesting during this time is like when I'm at work, like, uh, I wish there was a better word, but you know, let, let me just say like when I'm performing, um, when I am, oh, oh, oh great. Thank you. Tissues have come. Thank you. No, no, no. It's great. It's great. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. When I am performing and when I'm writing, I feel her so deeply. And I feel like you understand this because that was Kate's favorite thing. Like she just loved to dance and like loved to. She she really supported me and and was the and is definitely the type of person that you know in sound check you know is clapping and yeah. cheering yeah and, yeah yeah and yeah um but I think uh, that was a really interesting um, thing that I I think a lot of people maybe wouldn't know if they hadn't had the experience that you had which is that when I'm performing I actually feel so close to her. You know, mm. it's, it's, it actually is. Yeah. Like I, I recently played, um, Red Rocks. Oh, right. Oh, congratulations. And, oh, yeah, it was crazy. And, um, I, before we went on stage, my entire crew, we were just crying and, and which is, that's not normal. You know, I, I don't know what was happening, but it was like, it was so big. It was such a huge opportunity, but I think it was also, just the year, you know, it's been a really, I mean, it's been the hardest year of my life, but right, I, right. I think that connection that I have with, you know, my crew and my, you know, bandmates, we felt teary eyed and, mm. you know, there were tears before we went on stage. And then when I came out on stage, I, um, I just felt <sighs> people say that they have spiritual experiences with Red Rocks, yeah. um, I've, I have heard that, but I was in the, I, I really felt her and it was really positive. And then I sang one of my songs called, um, someone else. And it was sort of a standard, um, uh, you know, pre breakup, uh, sort of song, you know, where it's like, oh, you know, I want to be alone and I want to lose my phone, be someone else. Um, and then there's this bridge and it's, everything's changing all around me, caught up in the chaos that surrounds me. 
sinking even deeper, like I'm drowning. All I want to do is, all I want to do is be alone. And I knew that the bridge was coming, so yeah, I yeah. was prepared to do it. And I just started weeping. Just oh the lyrics gosh. of the entire song yeah. now had a totally different meaning where it was like, oh yeah, like I've felt that more this year, which was like, oh my gosh, I really want to be someone else. I, w I don't want to be in this. The meaning of your own song changed for you. And so and I you felt it coming while you were on stage. Yes. And I started, oh and it wasn't like, you know, one tear. This was sobbing and the entire crowd stood up oh. and yeah. And, and then my, you know, crew, you know, we hugged and the audience like clapped and they just stood the rest of the song and yeah. And it was just, and then afterwards, um, after we came off stage, um, you know, it sort of felt like, um, yeah, like how do I express this? But I, I, I had nothing left, you oh. know, like it was, it was in a bad way. You had nothing left. Like you just wanted, like you wanted to throw in the towel. No, like, um, like that is, that is why you perform, oh, you know, okay. that's why you do music. Yes. Yes. You know, like, so that had to be inspiring then. Like I'm going to, I'm going to continue and I'm going to be better than ever at this. It was like. The connection with the audience has always been number one for me. And that sort of escapism into just this soulful land. And to have, and there was something about getting off the stage where like my, my crew, like, you know, I was, I was a little like ragdoll, like my crew, you know, picked me up and they're spinning me around and they, they were, you know, it was, um, I don't know, like there is this, I don't know if it's a. I'm, I'm maybe going to mess up the phrase, but there's something like, you know, leaving it all on the stage. You left it all on the stage. Yep, yeah. That, that's, that's what yeah. the line is. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and that's what athletes should do, performers. Yeah. I mean, really, in any job that someone has, when it's time to perform in between the lines, yeah. leave it all out there. Yes. And that's why, you know, because my, my tour manager, um, Blake, uh, was talking to me after and he said, you know, everyone stood up in that moment because they didn't know what had happened to you, but they knew how you felt. <sighs> wow. And I just think like with this year, sorry, I feel like emotional talking about this, okay. but I okay. think this has been a really traumatic year for everyone in right. very different ways. Yeah. And that's why like that moment, it like transcended a show, you know, and they understood me and I understood them, right. you know, and I, right. Yeah. Right. You left it all out there and they got it without knowing. Yes. But that's, I mean, as a performer, you probably couldn't ask for anything else, but to get to that point, no one wants to have gone through what you went through to get to that. Yes. Yes. Do you want a glass of water or anything? No, no. I'm okay. okay. Sure. There, there is coffee. There's okay. coffee, which is, which is, which is helping with the heart racing, but there yeah. is another phrase. What is it? The one uh, that's like, people won't, um, People won't remember how you sounded. They'll remember how you made them feel. Oh, I love that one too. And I always think of that whenever I'm um, being a perfectionist about, I'm very particular about um, notes and uh, <laughs> and uh, being, yeah, just, and it's it's just mentally sort of, you know, wanting, wanting things to sound a certain way. And um, which is why I do a lot of prep. Um and uh, I feel the same way in my totally much smaller bubble than you. No, no. Prep, 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 yes. prep. So when it's time to go, it seems like eh, I've done this thing 10,000 times. But really, the hours leading up to it, yes. I was pacing in the hallway. Yes, yes. I, I took a shower. For some reason, I was in there 40 minutes, not even. I was just thinking about what yes. I to do. <laughs> but I think that that is what allows you to be soulful and grounded when you are it, when when that moment comes yeah. then you actually get to enjoy and be present in the moment because you have prepared right yes. <laughs> or whatever you know yeah, but exactly. i think like your your experience is the same as what i'm saying which is like at the end of the day whether there's a fumble whether there's something you you are connected to the audience and they know you yes you know fundamentally yeah. they know that you are trying <laughs> and they know that you care. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
you have set yourself up in such a great way moving forward into 2022 because of your two full length albums and the EPs and then the other songs that you have put out, mm-hmm. like the one with Jacob Banks. Yes, yeah, I yes. love that song and I, and I love him. Have you ever felt pressure on your career or that you need to maintain a certain level or achieve a level that you never thought you would get to as we sit here today? Mm. <laughs> Wow. Because, I mean, you're already A++. What? Yes. That is very sweet. Um, I want to hear you say that every day. <laughs> um, I, hmm, I, I, have, um, I have really big dreams. Yeah, I, I do. I think, um, I, but I also have an understanding that nothing matters. Mm. You know, like as in what matters is... Uh, Human connection, right. yeah, and and understanding others. Are you patient when it comes to your career, or no. impatient? No, okay. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not at all. No, um, I am not. But I, um, but I, I, but I do think like the way that I check myself and and what I am. When I was telling you, like I learn every year. You know, I, I don't have control, and I think it's really it's difficult when. Because I had so many years of struggling in LA and it really was so self-motivated. And you saw um, you saw results from that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I think it's weird as you get older because you think, okay, then that must be the same. And it's not always the case. Sometimes it's not your time. You know, um, sometimes, oh, and it's this is- It's hard in the moment to think that, that it's not your time because sometimes yes. I thought- Wait a minute. How yes. is this person getting this gig? Or oh. why is that person shooting up the charts over there? How come you're always checking me out? Well, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. Explain that. Okay. Well, you know, it's so <laughs> true. Comparison is the thief of joy. Oh, so the joy that I have is stolen right out of me if I start to compare myself to others? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's true. <laughs> I'm it's cheering true. up now. Why did uh, I think that way for so long? <laughs> oh, my God. Totally. But we all do. Yeah. yeah. But, but that is a phrase that I'm like, oh, right. Like that's not helpful. Yeah. You know? And, um, and I think, I mean, not to get too deep into it, but just the process of social media alone, you know, we're looking at these highlight reels, you know, where people are saying, Hey, you know, um, uh, they're trying to purposefully show their profitability so that you you know, yes. you believe in them, you know? Right. So that's yes. a lot to be seeing on a consistent basis, you know? But I do think um, there is something I've I've learned recently. Yes, share, please. <sighs> well, I don't know. I don't know if I have fully learned it, but it's something that I, I have, um, I've been thinking a lot about lately, okay. which is this idea of what if, and it's, by the way, it's from Oprah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't want to think, I don't want to think Oprah. it's Oprah. We do, we do. I love yes. Oprah. Um, There's a lot of good interviews. Yes. <laughs> what if life is a classroom and everyone we meet is there to teach us a lesson, but it's not meant to be easy. So we have this idea of life is um, happiness and joy, and that's when you have made it. That is when you are successful. Um, we have a correlation with like success and, um, recognition, whatever. Right. Yeah. But really the basis of life is that we encounter others to teach us something that we need to learn in order to be, a, you know, a fully formed human. And, and we are that for others potentially. Right. But this, but it takes oh. off this pressure of, cause I think we are really hard on ourselves when we you know we feel quote unquote like life isn't fair and it's like but what if it wasn't meant to be let's change it what if it wasn't meant to ever be fair what if it was actually meant to really teach you lessons and when you think about times in your life where you've learned a lesson it's been painful it's been difficult it's been uncomfortable right. yes know? yes so that's what i'm saying i i'm still learning it because it's it's difficult to comprehend and understand because it feels like it's reformulating all of you know, the human beliefs, <laughs> you know, so it feels like it's really testing that, yeah. um, that comfort of, of that. But, um, but I do think, uh, the biggest takeaway is the, the comparison thing, but also all we've had 
has been social media. Normally we're running around, you know, feeling our own fulfillment yes. out in the world. Yes, yes. yes. But then when you're stuck at home and you see your phone and you're scrolling, you see that person doing that and that yeah. relationship is beaming and boy, they're writing soliloquies about each other online. I'm like, I hate, I hate long soliloquies. We're about, stop doing that on the internet. Long soliloquies. Yes, Sorry yes. if anyone's done it that's watching. Yes, yes. But then but there's Then they're this... fighting one hour later. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> but then there is this part of what's happened this year where we realize all those things can just go away, you know? Right. And then when they all go away, you know, I sort of feel this way. This is so random to bring up, but I actually haven't spoken to anyone about this, but you know the way um, with Instagram right now, they've taken away the likes? Yes. It feels like a grand equalizer. I don't know if you feel that. Wait, hold on a minute. So when I see my own likes though, right? You can hide it. So you press the dot, dot, dot above your post and say oh. hide. And then if you want to really, really go deep into it, you go to your settings, okay, and then you can say hide likes and views, like overall. But aren't there some people who want others to know that they just got 1,000, 8,200, like whatever it is on there? I'm sure. Right? I'm sure there's some people, but it does feel, but it's it feels quite, I, I it's. I'm going to do that when we're done. I'm going to hide mine. Oh, it's so good because also. Wait, you hide, I'm not hiding theirs. I'm hiding my own, right? It's both. Oh, it's both. Because okay. a lot of people have jumped on the bandwagon. I, I like think. that. Yeah. That is a great equalizer. Yeah, because also like mentally. Yeah. And and it's you're you're posting what you want. You're not posting based on what would get the most engagement. Also, right. I think, you know, and, and right. it's it's not about like how close are you to the camera. Like that's like a thing, apparently. Like if if you post your face, I, I remember speaking to like an Instagram person one time and they were like, you know, if your face is closer, you know, to the camera, it will do better. Like all, you know, like there are these crazy things. Do you know this? If you're on TikTok, you, f you have the best ones fill up the whole screen oh. and not the horizontal shots. Yes. So we have a camera right there on us. Yeah. If something is really great, I want to put it on TikTok. Yeah. It's the wide version instead of that. Yeah, but you know Before. another TikTok thing? What? It would be um, it's movement right before you begin. I don't oh, yeah, okay, right. So, yes, like, we would, like, sense. pick pick up the camera yes. and then put it down. Right. And, hey, you know, whatever. Like, so it would be like this. Yes. Hey, there she is, Bishop Brown. Yeah, Prince. hey, so yeah. Yep, exactly. yep, I get that. Okay, so you exactly. mentioned um, when you first got to L.A., and I need to refresh my own memory on this. Okay, here we go. Did you go London, Tokyo, Hong Kong, L.A.? Very good. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. But 18 years old or so, or how old were you when you came to LA? Yeah, I was, I was like 17 and a half, but I, I graduated, you know, high school. But still, and I've said this before to some other artists, of everything that the person has done, moving to Los Angeles at that age mm -hmm. seems crazy to me. And what a strong person that you or whoever it is has to be to do that. And how scared, were you scared doing it? Or were you just like, oh my God, I'm going to LA. I'm 18 years old. I mean, I feel like you're going to find a, you know, a common theme here, but Kate was going to school. My sister right, Kate. going to LMU, right? Yes, yes. Yes. You're so good. Um, yeah, economics degree. So very, you know, but very still, different. that's fine. It's your, no, no, but I'm saying. busy in college. Oh, totally, totally. <laughs> but I do think, I think there was. Uh, you know, it was between New York and LA for me, just with music. Um, and, uh, and the only place that, you know, I had family was LA. And so it was, it was, I remember landing and coming down the escalator and, you know, just being yep. like, wow, is <laughs> I just, you know, where's the record, right. you know, record label waiting Aren't to give me, yes. yes, it was so surprising. Um, <laughs> but I think that sort of like, um, it's, it's um, there has to be a part of you that has a bit of delusion in the best way, not not in a uh, not in. I don't mean that in a condescending way. I'm no, saying I know. For, right. for yeah, where there was you, a time where comedians thought if they just came to L.A. they were going to get a sitcom in right, the right. Mid 90s. Hey, wait a minute! I sold out uh, some comedy show in Omaha, Nebraska. Right. Give me a sitcom. Yes, yes, <laughs> and I do think there has to be a part of you that thinks you know the minute I land this is going to happen, and so when it doesn't. I think some people pack out their bags and they leave. I saw a lot of people leave, you mm. know, of my friends. Um, in that time, I had a you know big community of musicians, and we all wrote together and performed and would give each other shows. And um, but I think as long as you hold on to that delusion, you know, 
that, that you have something you right. feel to offer. Yeah. Um, then it can. And for me, it was always a bigger goal, which was like, if I get to do this, I can make people feel less alone because that's how music always made me feel. Mm. So I think I also had this extra thing that was really driving it, which was like, oh, I get to like talk about foundations that I feel passionate about. And, you know, all these things that sort of come with um, with being a, a musician that are like um, that, that could make the world a better place. You know, yeah, that those are yeah. the things that also drove me a lot. You know, how did you make these friends, these musical friends when you got here? Was it on Craigslist? Was it just going to shows and standing in the back? I'm like, I'm going to go talk to that person and that person. I, I went to Musicians Institute. Oh, right. Yes. Close yes. by here somewhat, yes. right? Yes. Okay. On Hollywood Boulevard. Yes. Terrifying. Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. It, yeah. All these tourists like, oh, we're going to walk on <laughs> Hollywood Boulevard can be a little bit scary. Yes. yes. I, I've seen, <laughs> I don't know if I could say this, but I've seen so many, um, so many people's uh, poo. Oh, yeah. right. And, and doing Boulevard. it in front of me and yeah. then proposing to me. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> you know, yes, definitely. I will say yes. Um, but uh, what was your focus at, at the Musicians Institute? It was Institute? Uh, vocal performance. Did yeah. you have to audition to get into the school? Yes. Oh my! What did you yes. do to? What did you sing or? Oh, great question. What did I do? I did. Oh, I did. Uh, Chain of Fools, uh, Aretha Franklin. Whoa! Yes, that okay. was like my favorite song to sing, and I think I did. I mean, I I acapella. I think I, do you do it? Oh, I I do. At last by Etta James. Okay. Acapella. Yes. And when did they tell you, you got in? That they're like oh, immediately. You're in the school. That's very kind. Um, I don't know, but I remember being very excited. Yeah, it was. And I think what, what I liked about that experience was, um, I had to sing every single day and I, I also did, um, you had to audition to get into this, um, gospel choir class and, um, thankfully I got in. And so that was, you know, one of my favorite things. Yeah. Doing these, you know, old school Motown songs and yeah and you're doing it was it hard to do it in front of others that you didn't know mm, well at the time and still you know and I think I've told you this but it's I you know I'm so nervous <laughs> but I I try to change it into excitement yeah yeah yeah, yeah. wow okay so music musicians institute how long did you go there for so it was associate's degree which was like Good two for years you. yes because I I would have done longer, but you know the way we were talking about my patience? Yes. I was like, the clock is ticking. I have to hit the ground running. I have to. So I was um, then from there, um, years and years of, of doing sort of every open mic and coffee shop and, you know, any place that would take me. But I never got asked back because I was so loud, you know, it's like <laughs> not relaxing at all. And I'd be like, hello, you know, going crazy. And people are just trying to, you know, have a calm cup of chamomile tea yeah so, yeah what, never got asked back but what what's the number one thing that you took away from going to the school for two years that you apply now hmm I think it was to do with uh preparedness mm. yeah that um it reaches a point where you have to have trust in yourself that whether you feel prepared or not you you will um I mean, I think for me, it was like, I will always have soul. So it was like, yeah. I, um, I can't go too deep into perfectionism. And when I was talking to you about control, that was the same thing, you know, with this preparedness. And then I would be in, uh, I would be in, uh, a class and they would, you know, we'd all be going around. It was very similar to like a sister act too. Okay. <laughs> where we'd be like, okay, okay. But yes, it's like, I know the reference too. Oh, you do, you do. Yes. Okay. Okay. Where, you know, you're all in the class and you know, people start rapping and then they start singing and, and you're creating a song. How, how are you going to be prepared for that? Right. You know, I yeah. didn't know that was going to happen today, you know, whatever. And so it's sort of like, Hey, like, why don't I just trust that? Like I, I soul is my thing. You know, and, yeah. and other than that, I can't really control. All I can do is be authentic. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so even if that means in that moment, maybe it comes to me and, you know, there isn't this grand moment of soul, but maybe it's just like authenticity, which is, you know, like 
laughing and, you know, and being present in the moment, whatever comes. Yeah. And I think that helped with songwriting too. And that will win in the end. Right, right. A zillion percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, Where was your, so you're doing coffee shops and that sort of thing. Yes. The official, like, what was the the best first venue you played? Mm. You're like, oh, man, can't believe I'm at this place. Mm-hmm. Um, Rose Bowl opening for Coldplay. Oh, you only <laughs> yeah. had, like, three songs, right? Yes. Before the thing. Rose but that was, Bowl, but that Coldplay. did, that was... Because that remember. was my first, you know, tour. Yes. So I think like that, it didn't compare to, because I could sit here and like name drop, you know, every venue in LA, you know, but it was, that was a whole other, like, oh, this is, this is the dream. This is what it, you know, could be. <laughs> False, so bad. Again, that's what I'm saying, that delusion. Because I was like, is this what catering's like? <laughs> like this, and I was following them in a little van, you know, sleeping on a van. Yeah. But it was like, wow, catering on tour is, you know, amazing. And <laughs> yeah. Um, Did you talk to the Coldplay guys that night at the Rose Bowl or you I, didn't see them? I did talk to them. Chris came in, Chris, first name basis. Chris Martin, um, yes. Yeah. He, okay, so these are the two moments I have with him. Okay. So the first moment was um, he was playing ping pong backstage, and I was walking to stage with uh, Kate, and uh, walking to stage, and he grabbed me and he said, hey, I'm Chris. And, you know, and I was like, oh, you know, didn't recognize you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but I, uh, so, you know, we introduced ourselves and he was like, I just can't thank you enough for being here, which I was shocked and appalled at. I was like, what? <laughs> you know, like, uh, what? That's cr- the craziest thing I've ever heard. Him sitting there thanking me, paused his ping pong game. Right. And then went on stage. And then the second time uh, was uh, he came backstage um, after he sound checked, which is the most beautiful sound check in the world, by the way. Um, and uh, he, you know, just spoke to me about being true to myself mm. and that that will always, um, that, that will have you end up in a place like this. <sighs> yeah. Like, I think, I think that was, that was my biggest takeaway. Oh, and he said, you never know if it's someone's first show or their last show. So always perform with that in mind. And the amount of times that I, you know, as you know about me, I always give it my all when yes. I perform. Yes. And I can't tell you, no matter what show I'm playing, there's always one person that comes up to me and says, this is my first show. You know, that the they are meant to. the their life, they're going to remember be- Right. Performance because you gave it all. Yes, yes. And then same with the last show thing. You know, you never know. Right. Like what what will happen. Yeah. And it could be your last show. Right, right. As well. Totally, totally. Yeah. So when for you mentally did you feel like things are happening? Was it that Coldplay show? Was it getting a song on regular rotation on radio? Was it seeing streams? When when was it? Never. Never. (laughs) No. I know. Welcome to my life. No. Um, No. I... uh, I will say, okay, why don't I, why don't I just say I was a nanny full time and I had the ability to no longer nanny, you know, because the music it was, was it was because of the um, Acura commercial uh, with, uh, with uh, wild, wild horses. Well, with, well, with wild horses. Yeah. Right. It was this like crazy Super right. Bowl commercial and it was like my first time, you know, um, ever getting uh, any sort of income. I love that song. So you get this income from that. It's in the commercial and you're like, oh man. Yes. But the second ago you said you're not there yet. If, yeah. If, if you could put a wish in a bottle, what, what would it be? Is it to have like a number one record or is it a Grammy nomination or playing the, what is your ultimate, what would be your ultimate like satisfaction? Well, what I'll say is I, um, I think, well, what I'll say first though is like, I am so beyond grateful you know like it's it's not that you know I think I mean it more in sort of like a light-hearted like um motivated way of like a hundred percent I get that I think everyone gets that like you are we can see how grateful you are on stage we know that when you see a hundred billion streams or whatever the song is like oh my god yes but every time there's a carrot dangled in front of you or someone that's got a lot of that's got a lot of drive and you get that carrot Within two seconds, there's another one. You're like, forget this carrot. I got to go get yes, that one. Yes, and that's what that's what I think I've learned is that like it, you know, I can't have my, and I think a lot of us learned this, but it's like your worth cannot be based around your productivity. 
Yeah. Right. It's like your right. worth is in how you treat others. Your worth isn't, you know, For it's sure. so, so yeah. So it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting one. I think um, we all said something similar to that the other day in here. They're like, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter the streams, the views, the concert tickets. If you made something that you were like, feel so strong about creatively. Oh yeah. Then you can sleep. You're fine. Just right. go to bed at night and sleep. All right. Right. Totally. And I think, I think in that sense, I, I feel comfort that, you know, my goal of making people feel less alone um, mm-hmm. in, in whatever size community that is, you know, that feels positive. But yeah. um, I... You've got a big community and you make a lot of people happy. I know you've seen the reaction and I've seen it firsthand. And it's not just from someone who may be a 15-year-old female. It's grown-ups, guys, girls, people from oh. all backgrounds. You see it. I've seen it at the shows. Thank you. Yeah, This is why course. I love you. Oh, thanks. Um, I have to say, I I recently got engaged. Congratulations. Yay. No way. Yes. But I have to tell you this. Okay, I'm, I will tell you about that, but I have to tell you first. Okay. I, I know I meant to tell you that like the minute I saw you, but let me tell you, <laughs> like my... I feel like proud of the things I have accomplished, you know, and I, I feel like my extended family is proud of me. The reaction to the engagement, like, like was so much bigger than any reaction to any sort of career thing. Like, cause I do think there is like a society thing. Do you know about this? I'm, I'm learning about Tell it. Tell me. There's a society thing that's like, you have achieved. You know, like in getting engaged, okay. right? Yeah. That is a thing. I, I've learned. I think I may have felt that a long time ago, but probably forgot about okay. it. Okay. Okay. Um, yes. Like what they people think if you get engaged, you've officially a grown up or something now? I think, I think, I just think it. You've got yourself put together. You're ready for the next step. Yeah. Like I think it's, I think it's uh, an achievement and I'm not taking it away. Like I, but it's so interesting when like, the work that I've done for music, <laughs> you know, like the, you know, blood, sweat and tears. Yes. And I'm telling you, the reaction did not compare, you know. Did you put an official post up about this? I didn't. I wanted to tell you. Oh, thank you so much. And it's Landon, right? Yes. Oh, my God. Bishop Briggs, shake my hand. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. See, even your reaction. I'm like, is this a huge deal? It's just really, (laughs) it's, I think when you hear somebody is getting engaged. Yeah, what is it? Tell me. I think it's because that person is at peak happiness. Oh. It's not about adulthood or anything like that. It's like, there's two people that are so happy right now. Oh, Okay. So Got knowing it. that you are beaming with happiness that this happened, yes, it's just like everyone else okay. gets so excited. That from makes it. sense because I feel like growing up, I didn't really have a thing about marriage. I feel like I was I was the person that like had dolls, so I was I more understood the kids thing like that, you know. Yeah. So it is. I'm I'm genuinely curious, you know, because I don't think I. I mean, this is you can sort of understand. I look at everything from an analytical way, which is insane, but I didn't understand like the psychological impact of like, what does it mean? Yeah. Like engagement and stuff. But I also think it's complex because Landon and I feel so happy and it's, but it's also, and I wonder if you relate to this, but there's, there's something where you're like, oh, I wish that person was here, you know, oh, like the people that yeah. you want there right. too. Yeah. Right. So it's a weird yeah. thing. Cause I, yes. I think it's, it was, it was time, you know? Um, but I proposed to him. You did? Yes. Uh, is there on down on one? Yes. Knee? I had a speech cause we had, we had spoken a lot about it and for, for years and he, you know, was like, great, you know, I'm, I'm going to do that and all this stuff. And um, I had a memory, which was a few years back, there was this thing in Ireland where the women, it was like a leap year or something, and the women were proposing. And I forgot about this, but years ago, I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take him to Ireland, like a crazy thing. And so when it became time, 
Um, I, and we, and we had spoken so much about it of just like, that would be something we'd both, you know, be interested okay. in and we'd like to do. Right. I was like, Ooh, it'd be fun to surprise him. And so I surprised him. In Ireland? No, Wait, no. okay, hold on. I'm just saying this was a thing that like years ago I had thought oh, about got doing. It, got it, got it, got it. And so when the time came. Did you came, get him a ring? I did. Yes. And so did you do it in your house at the beach? We know. went to Big Bear. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow, wow, yes, wow. Yes. What did he turn red? Did he cry? What was his reaction? I mean, we we both cried. Yeah, it was like a really oh. it was really special. Yeah. Really So special. happy for both of you. Thank you. This is really, really, really exciting. Thank you. Yeah, I meant oh, to tell man. you the minute I saw you, but I'm I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad, glad I didn't right now. I just when you were talking about like with success and I, I feel like this week I've learned sort of an interesting turn, which is on a personal life thing. Yeah. People do th deem this as, yeah. Right. Which I get. Yeah. I get it, but it's it's just interesting. Unbelievable. Good for you. Thank engaged. You. She is engaged. Wow. I she know. proposed. Oh my gosh. You are strong. You are smart. You are creative. You're the best. I love you. Um, thank thank you. you. You too. Before we get out of here, yes. um, Giving Tuesday is the day that this podcast has been released. Yes. Giving Tuesday comes after Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Yes. It's a way to give back and treat people. We all should treat people nice, but nicer than you normally would. Mm -hmm. Say hi to your neighbor, maybe donate to charity, but also create awareness for some organizations. Yes. Is there an organization that you would like to create awareness for today? Yes. So today we have been talking a lot about my sister, Kate, and something she would do every weekend was she uh, volunteered um, with the elderly. And so when you brought this up, I wanted to think of something that incorporated that. And so there is this uh, thing in the U.S. called Meals on Wheels, and you basically just deliver meals to the senior community. But it's you have this moment where you get to have an exchange and you get to make their day. And especially with this year, there's been a lot of loneliness. And so Meals on Wheels would be. Okay, yeah. Meals on Wheels. We're not saying to go donate this exact second, but Put but, it on but your radar. But donate this exact when, second. <laughs> yes, but when you can, donate it. And thank you for sharing that. Thank you. And, and volunteer. Yes. The Meals on Wheels, you volunteer. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> thank you for this. Thank you for everything. Congratulations oh. on the career you've built. And it's only getting bigger. And you got a zillion fans. What? Both how you conduct yourself as a professional and personally. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And that's our show. Tuna on toast for Bishop Briggs. I am Ted Stryker. Happy snuggles. Bye-bye. Is that okay? <laughs> oh, it's great. Oh, God. That's another episode of Stryker's Tuna on Toast. Promise it'll get better. Most likely. For sure. <laughs> Maybe. As I mentioned, very easy to cheer for Bishop Briggs. What a talent and what a person. All right, I'm easy to find. Uh, Tuna on Toast or Ted Stryker on Instagram. Did you know that you can watch? You can watch every episode on YouTube. So easy to find. Tuna on Toast with Stryker. You can see all the interviews like Tom DeLong and Shadows, Phineas, Brett Gerwitz. They are all there up on YouTube. Thanks again for the support. Have a great rest of your day and a great rest of your week. And we will see you on the next one. Did I already say happy snuggles, bye-bye? If I didn't, happy snuggles, bye-bye.